Welcome back to Up The Villa podcast. This is our opposition preview for Everton v Aston Villa. I'm delighted to be joined by Ellis from the Toffee Blues. You okay, mate? I'm good, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, mate. We've just been on your show and I've just learned all about Everton and how you're feeling. So uh, I'm going to ask you how you're feeling about facing Aston Villa now. So um, go and check out the Toffee Blues and you'll find me on there as well. So I really, I've, we've done our match preview, and, I, and I've said oh, I really like Everton, really like Deich, um, a club that I'm really fond of. Um, so just talk to us about what's been going on at Everton then, and I think we've got to start it off with with the points deduction. Like, how are you guys all feeling with that now? It's sort of settled into ten points. So you know what what's the vibe now around Everton? Well, obviously, it, it hit us hard when when that happens. It's something that's never happened in the Premier League before. So you see that and you think, what on earth do we do now? And, you know, we expected something might come, but not 10 points. That seemed extremely excessive and still does. And obviously, an appeal is ongoing now. So we'll wait to hear the outcome of that. It'd be great to get a few points back. But the, it was either going to go one way or the other. Either the players were going to be really affected by it and all that hard work was in the bin, really, and it had dragged them down. And the opposite would be if it just galvanises them, brings everyone together and gets Everton going again. And that's what it did, really. We were already showing good signs of form. And then the points deduction hit and we improved even more. And we went on a fantastic run at the start of December. We won like four games in a row and we couldn't quite believe what we were seeing. And it was the away form that was looking the best. And then we had a week where we beat Newcastle and Chelsea in the same week. And then the home form started to turn as well. So we saw a new Everton and Everton that, everyone believed in and all the fans were behind it because it was that us against the world kind of mentality and it seemed like we were going to get through it no matter what and then we hit a bit of a wall we went we got knocked out to Fulham in the cup on penalties and it kind of just burst the balloon a bit I suppose we were on great form and then you'd expect it's always going to come to an end and we had a, a run of difficult results since then we played Manchester City played Tottenham both good performances, but lost them both. And then suddenly it looks a lot worse. We go and play Wolves and the players were absolutely knackered. There's way too many games in December for us and they completely outplayed us that day. But the last game against Crystal Palace, the performance levels seemed to reach more of a, a norm again, more like what it was beforehand. So I feel like we might be back on track now, but we'll find out, won't we, on Sunday? <laughs> yes. You will. So there's always that phrase of like the table never lies when, when you look at your team and you see where your team is. But I think this season it kind of does for Everton because you bet you bet you're ten points better than where you should be. You know, if yeah. we were looking at the league table now, you you you're in twelfth place. Um and I think that finish would be a good finish if you were to finish in and around there and and build and grow. You mentioned the last couple of games, lost three Premier League games in a row without Decore. Um, you're telling me Decore might be back. So that's a big boost for Everton. So, you know, talk to us a bit about Deutsch Ball. Um, are, are you happy watching it? Is it, is it good to watch? Yeah, it is. And I know you like Deutsch Ball as well. You were talking about how you enjoy <laughs> yeah. it. And I do. I do, mate. I do. I think it's a myth, really, that the football's horrific to watch. And everyone pigeonholes him in this certain style that he obviously played with the Burnley team who were really a very poor Premier League team, in in honesty. No disrespect to them, because he did incredibly with them. But I think he worked with what he had. And now at Everton, yes, we don't play like Aston Villa do and have all the possession and dominate teams in that way. But we have a style which I quite enjoy. We 
get the ball from one end of the pitch to the other as quick as we can. We've got the second quickest from defence to attack in the league. So obviously that shows that there's a bit of excitement there. When we win the ball back, we transition quickly and I enjoy watching it. I feel like he's got us organised and he's probably the first manager since David Moyes where I can look at the players and go, they give absolutely everything in every single game. And I think it's Sean Dyche that's helped set that mentality and get them like that. So I'm really happy with him. I think he's just the right guy to get us through these tough waters at the moment. If there could have been any manager to help get us through the points deduction and keep everyone's heads level, it's Sean Dyche because he can see in his press conferences, he keeps himself level. So if we win, he's not too high. If we lose, he's not too low. And that's what you need when you've been hit with something as bad as a 10-point deduction. Yeah, and I think his his mentality's always spot on, isn't it? You know, he he, he wants hundred and ten percent every single week. You've got to give it. If not, then you know you probably won't be playing. And I think you know, I think when you look at different teams of, of where they are and and what the future holds, and I, like you say, I think he's the perfect man because you're moving into a new stadium soon. You want to be settled. You want to be set. And I think you kind of want to have like a new start when you get there. You know, you don't want to be dragging with your, you know, we've survived this season or we've scraped it and we, we're still that club that's clambering around to try and survive. So I think he will be the man that can get you into that sort of like stable place, really. So um, where are you with the stadium then? How far away are you from saying this is when we're in it? Well, we now have an official completion date, so it's due to be completed in December 2024. So around a year from now, that it'll be all ready to go, awaiting test events and stuff. So that's when it's going to be done. But there was a bit of debate over whether Everton would have a mid-season move or not. And I think a lot of fans thought, no, that's not what we want, because you guys understand with Villa Park, Goodison Park's one of the most traditional grounds in England. And it means so much to us that to leave it like if you just imagined suddenly you were told you were leaving Villa Park in the middle of a season you'd hate it wouldn't you so we want to give that true send-off to Goodison which is why even though the stadium's going to be built in December 2024 we won't move into it until August 2025 that basically the start of the following season so it's there in that in our sights ahead of us and I'm just hoping that by that time you've got a more stable Everton that like you say isn't bringing any baggage with it and is just ready to move in and start that new era yeah, definitely. Uh, we'll talk a bit about recruitment now. I was driving around yesterday and I heard Dan Juma's agent on on there saying that he's looking for a move and might be moving. Um, there's Onana, rumours, Arsenal. And then are you looking after Ashley Young as well? I know Villa fans will want to hear that you're looking after Ashley Young. So how's Ashley Young doing and, and where are you with recruitment? Do you think you'll be doing any business in this window? Well, I'll start off by giving you the Ashley Young update. He is injured at the moment, and I'm sure the club are looking after him. But he's been okay for us so far. You can clearly see that he's obviously 38 years old, and he isn't quite at it for every single game. And when he comes up against particularly good teams, you just see him make those fouls and get easy yellow cards just because he can't keep up. But he's a valuable member of the, sp the squad in the sense that he's experienced. He's obviously going to be helping the younger fullbacks like Mikolenko and Patterson, but... I wouldn't want him to be playing every game at this moment, which I don't think he'd expect himself. But onto recruitment for the rest of the team, that Dan Juma story, it did worry me a little bit because we've already got quite a small squad. So 
if that loan gets cancelled and he ends up going to Leon, like his agents seem to hint they were in talks for, that'd be bad for us. Even though he's not played that much, to lose a member of this already small squad would mean we'd have to replace him. And we aren't currently in a position where we're going to spend a lot in January. Kevin Felwell, our director of football, has said it's going to be a quiet one. So we can't afford to lose anyone, really. Similarly with Amadou Onana, obviously there's been a lot of talk in Belgian media about him perhaps going to Arsenal. And most of it doesn't seem to be true from the trusted sources at Everton that tend to talk about it. They've said that it doesn't seem to be true yet and nothing's really happened. So I'm hoping he doesn't leave because he would leave a massive hole in the middle of our midfield. and. We already don't have that many players in the centre of the park. We lost Tom Davis in summer and didn't replace him. So we don't really have loads of options there already. So to lose our best player in the midfield, it would just be a disaster. In terms of incomings, it seems like not much is going to happen. We might look in the loan market. We've been linked with Hannibal from Man United. And obviously he's a young player, but he might add something to us in terms of energy and maybe someone to just fill that Decore role so there isn't as much pressure on him when he's injured. But... Other than that, I think it's going to be a quiet one for Everton. Yeah, Hannibal, you'd, you'd get a lot of work right out of him, wouldn't you? I think he'd, he'd yeah. run for Dyche, I think He's so. Chaos, isn't uh, he? I think he just runs everywhere. That, yeah, <laughs> that'd probably be a good signing, to be fair. Uh, so, where? what are your thoughts then for the rest of the season with Everton then? I mean, you know, as a Villa fan, I'll look at the table and I think your position is false. Um, I think you are better than where you are, but you've still got to get the points, haven't you? You know, I think... Luton have got a game in hand over you. So if they were to win that, as it stood, you'd be in the relegation zone. So, you know, where do you feel like you're going to finish this season? Well, it's hard really because we're facing the appeal. Obviously, that's to come in a few days and we're going to see what happens with that. I think we'll probably find out the result in the next few weeks, I imagine. You'd hope it doesn't drag on because it just affects the whole integrity of the league, doesn't it? Any of those teams down there, they don't know if Everton are going to get some points back. And it could be the case that suddenly a team's plunged into the bottom three if we suddenly get some points back. As you say, Luton are just one win away from putting us back in there. And it shouldn't be the case. The players don't deserve the pressure that they're facing at the moment, being in that battle, because as you've said before, they earn those 26 points, so they shouldn't be anywhere near it. But... The reality is that they are and we have to get out of it. I think Luton will tail off. I'm hoping they do. They seem to be putting in a massive effort at the moment and I'm just hoping they'll run out of steam because if they weren't winning, we will probably still have quite a decent gap between the relegation zone and us. But because they are, it's just heightened the pressure a little bit. But I'm just hoping we can go on a bit of a run where we can maybe make that gap more like six to nine points and then suddenly you can look ahead and go, right, we are going to be fine this season and then we can kind of build and just ensure that we're stable because I think that's all Everton fans would have asked for this season. A stable, boring season with no stress because the last two seasons have been full of stress. So I think if Everton can sit between 12th and 15th this season, I'd be pretty happy. Yeah, I think there's always a team as well that do drop down from where you expect them to be at the minute. And I think Palace are a team that, Look, they've got some great players like uh, Elise and Eze, but I don't rate them. I, don't, I really don't rate the, the actual team, and I think I think they're in a bit of trouble. To be fair, with the teams that you know are below them that keep winning, so I think they might be in that mix anyway. So Villa at Goodison then on Sunday. What have you made of Villa so far this season? 
Well, I'm so impressed, as I imagine everyone in the league is. It's been the success story, hasn't it, this season? And you could see it coming from last season, couldn't you? The incredible form you had last season. And this Villa team now is a real force and it deserves to be respected as one. And Everton are going to have to turn up and respect Villa for what they are. You've got so many exciting players now. I think the recruitment's been bang on. And the way that you've gone from being a team in the Championship to getting promoted to then having the struggles with Gerard to what you are now, it's just... It gives hope to fans like Everton who are thinking, can we one day get back up there? And I think you're going to continue to do well this season. I've no, I've noticed that little stumble that you had. Obviously, the draw to Sheffield United, I bet you were gutted about that. To be able to go top on Christmas and then didn't happen. It's just classic football, isn't it? When you're about to go and win against the worst <laughs> yeah. team in the league, it yeah. doesn't happen. But I don't think, like you've said before, I don't think Unai Emery had allowed such a massive slip. So you're probably going to get back on it soon. And obviously you did against Middlesbrough, you did against Burnley. So it's now time to make it three wins in a row for you guys, isn't it? So I'm worried about the prospects of you coming to Goodison. And you've had a lot more success at Goodison against us in recent times than you had before. We used to go Everton Villa and think, well, most played fixture in uh, top flight football. Everton usually do pretty well in it. But now it's like, right, Villa are a different team to us. You've you've really just made the gap so much wider. And we now look and think, can we contain you and hit you on the break? So I, I'm pretty worried about the prospect on Sunday. <laughs> well, football is really weird. I mean, it's weird how those runs can keep going for so long. I mean, we are normally terrible against United. Very rarely beat Brentford away. And, you know, it's just weird how you can have those teams that, just pose a problem. Um, I think it's going to be a really tough game uh, for for a Villa side of things, especially on Sunday, because of the way that you play on transition, the way that you can just attack in an instant, you know, the way that you can defend really well. Uh, so how do you see the game panning out from your point of view? I think it's all about the first goal for Everton. I think it's as simple as that, really. If, if we go behind against you guys... You've got that way of playing now where you can just keep hold of the ball, control it and just see the game out. So it's all about getting the first goal. We need to ensure that Goodison's up for it. And then if we score early, it's about holding on to it then. And if you guys score, we've got a terrible record when we go behind. And last season, obviously, you went ahead and ended up winning comfortably 2-0. And we can't afford for that to happen again. So for Everton, it's going to be the way that we win. We'll probably score if we score from like a, a high turnover, so we'll win that ball back high up, hopefully catch you guys out. Maybe if it's Pau Torres' first game back, can we catch him on the ball? Maybe. He's very good on the ball, so I'd be surprised. But something like that, if we can just hit a quick break and get 1-0 ahead, that's how we win that game. But if we go behind, I would really worry for us. Yeah, it's a weird month, January. Um, so for Villa, we've only got two Premier League games. I think you probably are the same. And we've got like a little break after this, but now you've got that FA Cup game, haven't you? That replay. So you were going to have a break, but now you're not having a break. So that must have probably been quite frustrating for the players. And, you know, like we've all gone through December, the congested fixtures. And, you know, I think this break is, is going to do us the world of good, really. So, uh, yeah, so I'm going to be at Goodison. So hopefully I'll get to see... Another Villa win, but yeah, I respect Everton. You know, I've, I've been on your channel, so Villa fans, go and, go and check uh, the Toffee Blues out as well. And I'll tag you in the title and the description of this video as well, mate. So cheers for coming on. No worries, mate. Good to be on.